Welcome to Jury Duty. I'm your host, Carrie Antholis. This season of Jury Duty explores the trial of Kyle Rittenhouse, who was charged with the reckless homicide of Joseph Rosenbaum, the intentional homicide of Anthony Huber, and the attempted intentional homicide of Gage Grosskreutz. As Rittenhouse was the undisputed shooter of all three men, his legal team argued that the shootings were in self-defense. In our last episode, we began our look at the testimony of the defendant, Kyle Rittenhouse. On today's episode, we continue that examination as Rittenhouse and his attorney, Mark Richards, take the jury through the events of August 25, 2020, up to the precipice of the defendant firing his weapon. That's coming up right after the break. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. Ready to get 30, 30, ready to get 30, ready to get 20, 20, 20, ready to get 20, 20, ready to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month. So give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. We concluded our previous episode with Kyle Rittenhouse having set the stage for the jury to understand his self-conceived dual role as sentry for the car doctor facility at 59th Street and Sheridan Road, as well as as field medic for anyone injured during the August 25, 2020 events in Kenosha, Wisconsin. We begin today with defense attorney Mark Richards eliciting from Rittenhouse his description of a third role that he took on as that evening progressed. Now, during the night at Car Source 2, did you stay there the whole time? No, not okay. the whole time. When you would leave Car Source 2, what were you doing? When, when I left, I was with Ryan Balch, and we would go out and ask if anybody needed any first aid assistance, and we would see if there were any fires, and we would put them out. Okay. Did you personally put out any fires? I did. Where? I put one out at the church um, down the alleyway where they were trying to set the building and church on fire and me and Mr. Balch, and I believe somebody else was with us. We went to go put that fire out. Did you put it out? We did. Then what did you do? Around that time, we saw Ruther Central High School on fire, the front doors, and we were walking north down Sheridan Road to go put the fire out, and then somebody else put the fire out before we got to Ruther. During the evening, was there any friction between your group and protesters slash rioters? Uh, no. Um, the only type of conflict, uh, stuff that happened was the person that attacked me first threatened to kill me twice. Okay. And the person who threatened to kill you we now know it was Mr. Rosenbaum, correct? Yes. Before August 25th of 2020, had you ever seen him before? I did not. Had you ever done anything to upset him? No. You said he threatened to kill you twice. Yes. Describe the first time. The first time was me and Ryan Bolch were a little bit north, towards the north corner of 59th and Sheridan, and Mr. Rosenbaum was walking with a steel chain, and he had a blue mask around his face, and 
Um, he was just mad about something. Me and me and Mr. Balch were asking people if they needed medical help, and then he screamed, "If sorry for my language," he screamed, "If I catch any of you fuckers alone, I'm going to fucking kill you." And that was directed at you and Mr. Balch. It, it it was directed at both of us. What I believe. And there was a second occasion where he threatened you. Yes. Um, the second time was outside of the car source. Um, and I, I don't think, I don't know if it was directed towards me, but I heard it. He said to, I believe it was Joanne Fiedler, Dustin Colette, and, uh, another guy. He's, he was screaming. He said, I'm going to cut your fucking hearts out. And kill. I'm not going to repeat the second word, but kill you and words. Now, did you ever see Mr. Rosenbaum doing any physical property damage? I did. Where? I saw him with, I, I now know to be Joshua Zeminski. Um, I saw him tip that trailer over and the porta potty. I saw him do both. And I believe he tried to start the porta potty on fire. I don't know. I don't think he. I don't think he succeeded. But then I saw him with Mr. Zeminski. He was either helping start or he was like throwing stuff on it. I don't know which one. Having guided Rittenhouse to paint a vivid portrait of the menace he perceived from both Joseph Rosenbaum and Joshua Zeminski, Richards then prompts the defendant to offer a substantiation for his assertions that he served as a medic on August 25th. Now, did you provide medical help to anyone? I did. Describe a couple of those occasions. Um... The first time I provided medical help to someone was um, this lady. I, I I think she sprained her ankle or twisted it. I, I don't know exactly. I'm not an expert on x-rays. Or I wouldn't know. Um, she hurt her ankle and she was being carried by two gentlemen. And I said, hey, I, before that I was just pepper sprayed. But I was like, hey, do you need help? And... She said yes, and I said, okay, let's go into the car source where I was helping people, and I wrapped her ankle, and then she went on her way, and I said, I told her, I let her know there was a hospital, if you go, I want to say southbound Sheridan, across the street from car source three, I let her know that the hospital was over there, and she should go get it looked at. Anybody else? Yes. What? Um... Somebody threw a chemical bomb, actually right right after I heard the, I'm going to cut your hearts out from Mr. Rosenbaum. I don't know who threw it, but somebody threw a chemical bomb, and Ryan Balch had some effects of it, so I helped Mr. Balch with being able to breathe, and I helped flush his eyes out and had him drink some water. You said something about being pepper sprayed? I did. And where did that happen? That happened at the car stores. Right, I think, I believe it's the first time a big crowd of people were over there. I was pepper sprayed by somebody that was in the crowd. I don't know why, but I was pepper sprayed. Did you do anything in retaliation? I did not. After allowing Rittenhouse the opportunity to establish his bona fides in offering first aid, Mark Richards next asks the witness to describe his encounter with Richie McGinnis. 
This appears to be an effort by the defense counsel to have his client own and clarify his untrue statement that he was a certified EMT. Now, directing your attention to later in the evening, did there come an occasion where you had contact with Mr. McGinnis? There was. And before this evening, August 25th, 2020, did you ever met or spoke to Mr. McGinnis? I have not. And you and Mr. McGinnis and Mr. Balch go someplace? Yes. And describe that. I get done with my interview with Mr. McGinnis and I ask him, I asked Mr. McGinnis, no, I don't ask him. I said, if you want to come with us, that's fine to document and film the me, me and Ryan helping people. And he said, yeah, sure. And he followed behind us. And in that tape from Mr. McGinnis, there's talk about you being an EMT, correct? Yes. Are you an EMT? I am not. You have first aid and other training. I do. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. After Rittenhouse establishes that journalist Richie McGinnis was following him and Ryan Balch as they offered medic services on Sheridan Road, defense attorney Mark Richards takes the defendant through the sequence of events that immediately precipitated the shooting of Joseph Rosenbaum. Because of its dramatic culmination, we will let this section play without interruption and with only minor edits for clarity and concision. We begin with Richards asking the defendant, where do you go? I continue walking in a south southerly direction down Sheridan Road and then and then as I'm walking, um, I believe you guys have been referring to him as yellow pants. Um, he said he he called he said something to me, I believe it was you were the one that pointed your rifle at me with the laser pointed at me. I, I believe that's what I heard. Um, and I, I didn't. I, that's the first time I saw him that night. So I was confused. So I said, I did. And then I continued to walk away. And was the did an admission that you did it or more of a statement with a question? It was a sarcastic remark. Okay. Did you engage with him any further? No. From there, where do you go? Um, there, I continue walking in a southerly direction, merging towards the middle of Sheridan Road. Okay, at that point, you become aware of anything? In about a couple, as I'm walking, I start to look because I realize Mr. Balch is not with me anymore. Okay, did you continue on your way down Sheridan Road without Mr. Balch? Um, no, I actually went to go look for um, Mr. Balch in the ultimate gas station parking lot. Okay, when you went to the ultimate gas station parking lot, describe what was going on there. There were a lot of people there. Um, I don't really know what was going on. I was just focused on trying to find Mr. Balch. <laughs> um, 
as I was looking for them, couldn't find them. I said, okay, no problem. I'll just go back to the car source, lot, car source number two. Okay, were you able to get back to car source number two? No, I did not. Describe that. As I was trying to get back, um, the police stopped me. Well, didn't stop me. They told me, I believe they said something along the lines of to not go down there. And I was telling them, hey, I, I, I need to go down there. That's where I'm at, that business. I, I don't remember exactly how that conversation went, but they wouldn't let me go back to car source lot number two. So you weren't able to get back to car source two? I was not. Did you disobey the police's order? No. You're alone, you're stuck on the other side of the police line from the car source two, where do you go? I go to where there's other people at the gas station protecting the gas station. And I, I go there because I believe that's the safest place to go because there's other people there. And when you were there, what's the next, next significant thing that happened? Dominic Black calls me and he says, Kyle, I need you to get down to the car source lot number three. The cars are being bashed in. They're setting all the cars on fire. I need you to go and put the fires out. Okay. And did you do anything as a result of that phone call? I did. What? At the ultimate gas station, I asked, I, I don't know who he is, but I asked an individual if he could come with me and if I could have a fire extinguisher to put out the fires. Were both of those requests satisfied? One of them were. What? I was given a fire extinguisher, but he he said he can't come with me, um, and he said he believes there's already people down there helping protect the business. Okay, and what did you do then? Um, I I start running towards the car source lot number three to put out the fires, pausing occasionally to catch my breath and walk. On the way to car source three, did you have any interaction with Mr. Rosenbaum? I did not. Did you speak to Mr. Rosenbaum? No. Did you notice Mr. Rosenbaum doing anything as you went down to car source three? I didn't I didn't notice Mr. Rosenbaum until until he came out from behind the car and ambushed me. Did you run the whole way? No I didn't. Okay. You had your gun, correct? Yes. And you had a fire extinguisher? Yes. And you had your medic? My medical bag, yes. And were you asking people about medic, medic at that point? I was asking people if they needed um, medical help as I was getting down there. Did you receive any responses? No, I didn't. Describe your approach to car source number three. As I'm walking down Sheridan Road, um, I, I hear somebody scream, burn in hell. And I replied with friendly, friendly, friendly to let them know, hey, I'm just here to help. I'm just, I don't want any problems. I just want to put out the fires if there are any. Um, I continue walking and then I notice the Duramax. I notice a flame in the back seat of the Duramax. And I step, I step towards the Duramax. And um, as I'm stepping forward, I believe his name is now Joshua Zeminski. He steps towards me with a pistol in his hand, and as um as I'm walking, as I 
as I'm walking towards to put out the fire, I drop the fire extinguisher and I, I take a step back. When you step back from Mr. Zeminski, what's your plan? My plan is to get out of that situation and go back north down Sheridan Road to where um, the car source lot number two was. And did you get back? Were you able to go in a northerly direction? I, I wasn't. Describe what happened. I, once I take that step back, I look over my shoulder and Mr. Rosenbaum, Mr. Rosenbaum was now running from my right side. Um, and I was cornered from in front of me with Mr. Zeminski. And there were There were three people right there. Take a deep breath, Kyle. We will, of course, discuss the defendant's mid-testimony panic attack and its impact on this trial during our weekly recap episode. But for now, we bring to a close this episode of Jury Duty, The Trial of Kyle Rittenhouse. Join us on our next installment as we hear the defendant's testimony under direct examination about the shootings of Joseph Rosenbaum, Anthony Huber, and Gage Grosskreutz. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear, and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. You can find more information about this trial on our Jury Duty Crime Story Patreon page or at crimestory.com. Jury Duty is created, hosted, and produced by yours truly, Carrie Antholis. It was co-produced by Chris Taracone and Aaron Karenik, and it was edited by Chris Taracone. Our consulting producer is Brittany Bookbinder. Music for this episode was provided by Strike Audio, and Trial Audio is courtesy of Law and Crime Networks. Thank you for joining us, and we hope you will come back for the next episode of Jury Duty, The Trial of Kyle Rittenhouse. <laughs>